Is the magic back in Queens? You know, I don't know if the magic is back in Queens, but you got to believe. And the way the Mets walked off today's game against the St. Louis Cardinals on a monster walk-off by Pete Alonzo, man, things really feel different. The vibe is just different. The team continues to find ways to win. Bad news to start the day with Scherzer. And the Mets just find a way. It's kind of it's kind of been their, their mojo all season long. They have just found ways to win ball games, to come from behind. Even even when they lose games, they come from behind and um, you know, they 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 make a rally in the ninth inning. Um so it's really really refreshing how this Mets team looks on the field this season compared to the past few seasons where, you know, one loss would be demoralizing and just create a, a, a tailspin for a bunch of losses following that. So, you know, whether it's injuries, rainouts, doubleheaders, poor production from the bottom of the lineup, some off the bench, uh, bad luck on deep and long flyouts. Yo, this Mets team is just, they continue to find ways. Like, they really, you know, it sounds cliche, but they bounce back, you know? They bounce back after a tough loss, um, and it's really, really good to see. It's a lot different. We're not used to this. We haven't seen this in, in a long time. And I really hate to compare the two because... Obviously, the 1986 Mets, they went on to win the World Series. And, you know, I'm not saying that the 2022 Mets are going to win the World Series. It'd be nice if they did. But it, it, you kind of get that same feeling, you know, where you it's just never say die. It's never over until the 27th out. And, um, you know, they're giving us um, a quality of baseball that, you know, me as a fan, I'm proud of. Uh, so yeah, today we finish off this series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we went three out of four against the Cardinals. Um, you know, I, I tweeted, I tweeted earlier in the week uh, after Game Two of the doubleheader against the Cardinals. I tweeted about Lindor and Alonso and how, you know. I, my expectations from our three and four hitter, in this case, it happens to be Lindor and Alonzo. You know, I, my expectations are for them to get on base, get base hits. And, you know, they don't necessarily have to be fucking home runs every time. They don't have to be, uh, you know, they just have to give me a quality at bat. Don't go down striking out. Put the damn ball in play. And Lindor has struggled this season. I know a lot of you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth, all right? Um, what a way for both of them to bounce back, uh, especially today. Both of them played great. Lindor looked so much more different. And I know it's just, you know, from one game to another or, you know, a couple games in between or whatever. But his approach today, even compared to yesterday... Uh, it just looked different. He looked more relaxed. 
he looked more um you know just waiting for for his pitch to come uh he created havoc on the base paths what was it like eight straight times that he reached base um you know Lindor is a great player I don't regret the signing or anything like that I am not part of that crowd by any means okay uh and I don't care about the 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 dollar value of the contract but we know that Lindor is a great player, both on the offensive side and on the defensive side. And so, yeah, my expectations are better than what he has been because he hasn't been that great this season. Okay. A lot like last season, he came around and I, I don't, I don't doubt that he will come around. Um, and, you know, Lindor's last seven games are looking more like what I want to see from him. I just want to see some, you know, a little more consistency. That's all. Just be consistent. His, his, you know, his numbers, his batting average is it's just one big roller coaster. It goes from it starts at two eighty at the beginning of May. It goes all the way down to two thirty. He's at whatever two forty one, two forty five right now, something like that. So it's it's just like one big roller coaster. I wish it was just a little more consistency. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. You know, I don't want to boo the guy. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk shit about the guy because I don't think that he's a bad player by any means. Um, But, you know, he did great these past two games um, against the Cardinals. Four for nine, seven runs, six walks, three strikeouts. Uh, He's been on base nine times over the last three games. That's a great series for Francisco Lindor. So I, I really hope that he continues this, hopefully going up to Colorado and playing in that thin air if they even get these games in or, or whatever. I, you know, I hope he continues this. We need him. We need him. Absolutely need him. And Alonzo, I mean, Alonzo's fucking killing it right now. You know, he is really smashing the ball. He's uh, making really good contact. He the guy should probably, he's got 10 home runs right now. He should probably have 15. In all honesty, he should have about 15 home runs, give or take. Um, but both of them need to be, both of them need to put the ball in play. Because things are happening for the Mets. Like, things are breaking our way. The ball is finding holes, even against the shift. Teams are making errors against the Mets. So when you have a guy like Nimmo and, you know, McNeil or Canna or Marte or whoever hits second, when you have those guys and they're able to get on base the way they have been, that's what your three and four hitters are there for. That's what they do. They move the runners over. They drive them in. Uh, you know, they, they RBIs. I mean, I don't want to see what I saw Sunday with Lindor and Alonzo striking out. No, I'm sorry. Lindor did not strike out. But, uh, you know, Alonzo striking out to end the game. And then Tuesday night, um, Lindor strikes out to end the game. I don't want to see that. Not from those guys. My expectations for Lindor and Alonzo are a lot different than what they are for, say, Escobar and Guillaume or JD Davis or it's just different you know what I'm saying because I think we know by now what these guys bring to the table so 
it's just certain expectations. I don't expect them to fucking hit 350 all year long. I don't expect them to hit bombs all the time. I don't expect, I don't even expect Lindor to make every single play at shortstop. Okay. He's not going to have a thousand fielding percentage, but I do expect him to make 98% of them. I mean, he's that good of a shortstop. So I, yes, I expect that from him. Um, all in all, a great series from the Mets. Uh, you know, I think we need to give a huge, huge shout out to Trevor Williams and Jake Reed because those guys came in and really, uh, really stepped it up in the first game of that doubleheader on Tuesday. I mean, Trevor Williams got the start. He pitched great. I hope that's a good confidence booster for him because whether he's coming out of the bullpen or he's getting a spot start, you know, we, we, we're going to need him, especially in this next month, uh, where, you know, we got West coast trips and we're down three starters. Now we're really going to need Trevor Williams to step it up and continue. He went four innings on Tuesday, gave up four hits, struck out six and zero walks. That is huge. That is huge. The zero walks is bigger than anything because when you have a lineup, of uh goldschmidt and arenado man those guys will make you pay but they didn't on tuesday goldie and and arenado went 0 for 4 against trevor then jake reed comes in and he gets goldie and arenado uh out so i mean that's that's pretty impressive. That's that's really good. It kind of reminded me of uh, Carrasco when he pitched the second game of the doubleheader against the Braves earlier in the season where, you know, Carrasco was kind of struggling before that start and he turned in a great outing. I think he went eight innings and pitched really, really good. Um, and this kind of gave off gave off the same vibe to vibe to me with Trevor Williams just being thrown out there hey pitch and we all thought it was going to be a you know bullpen game and I don't I don't I mean it was but we didn't think that Trevor Williams would pitch so well uh for four innings I didn't even think he would last four innings maybe two so my apologies to Trevor Williams great great start uh Jake Reed great job coming in relief for two innings um so, yeah, we're going to need the bullpen um, and we're going to need, you know, whatever we can get from David Peterson this weekend. And, you know, Bassett, he struggled today. He didn't have a good game, uh, but the offense was able to bail him out. Uh, he ends up with a no decision. He was in line for the uh, no, he wasn't in line for the win, but or well, he was in line for the loss. For sure, until the Mets scored three in the bottom of the fifth. The Mets bullpen, you know, in, in my last episode, I went through their ranks uh, in the National League only for the, uh, for the bullpen. And, you know, a few games later, four games later or whatever, it's, it's actually a little better. Their ERA got, got better. Uh, they're second in holds now instead of third. Um they're still first as a bullpen in the National League in strikeouts per nine innings. Um, so they, you know, they're really doing well despite all the injuries. You know, 
uh, again, the Mets are playing really good team baseball. Like, when you think about all the injuries that they have, they have three starters <laughs> in the rotation that are injured. Thank God we got some good news from uh, about McGill going forward. He's going to start throwing. But Scherzer, DeGrom, Trevor May, uh, Reed Foley, you know, Marte missing a few games. We got a little scare on Nimmo, but he was okay. He was able to play yesterday and, and continue being the Brandon Nimmo that we come to expect. You know, those are our expectations of Brandon Nimmo to get on base. So when he goes through a streak of whatever, two games, three games of, of not getting on base and producing outs, you know, it, we we're kind of like, oh, what the fuck? So that's why it's so important, you know, to have Lindor and Alonzo uh, play well. But yeah, the bullpen, again, everything that the Mets have gone through in just a month and a half of the season, uh, they're just finding ways to win. And I don't think we could really be any more happier than the results that we, we've gotten. Um, the one thing is figuring out this Mets lineup. It's very interesting. I think the lineup can be deep. But obviously the bottom of the lineup and some of the of the uh, bench is just not producing, right? We're not getting it much from our catchers. We're not getting we're not getting much from JD Davis. We're not getting much from Dom Smith. Um Escobar is really shit in the bed at the plate. He blew he fucking blew the save today for Edwin Diaz. I mean, it's going to go against Diaz, but in all honesty, Escobar blew that save. Two errors, one throw, and one field in today uh, for Escobar. So figuring out this lineup, I think Buck Showalters is still figuring it out himself. For most of the season, he's had Lindor, Alonzo, Escobar, 3-4-5. Escobar started off good. He's kind of flamed out a lot in my eyes. And he tried uh, McNeil hitting fifth today. That seemed to work as... Lindor, Alonzo, and McNeil go 6 for 11 combined. Buck is still trying to figure it out, and he may have something here. McNeil hitting 6th could very well work once Marte comes back. You get Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, Canna. I mean, I think all those guys, you can put them... Marte, McNeil, and Canna, those guys are interchangeable. Like, you can put either or bat in second, sixth, seventh. Uh, you want to extend it a little more, put put one Canna eight, uh, DH. Well, so here's the thing. Escobar, I think he needs a break. So you got to plug in Guillaume at third and then just... You know, flip-flop DH with J.D. Davis and, and, and Dom Smith. But the Mets lineup, you know, I mentioned a while back. I tweeted it out. I think it's a it's a pretty deep lineup. Like, it can be very deep. And teams are going to, you know, teams are going to fall into trouble. So, uh, Buck is going to figure it out. I have no doubt about that. This may be his, his new tryout right here. You know, Batty McNeil 5th. 
Um, I mentioned Escobar and Giorme and Dom Smith and J.D. Davis. Look, they, they really, Buck and Eric Chavez really need to figure those four out. Escobar needs a break in my eyes. So I think this weekend would be a good time to maybe sit him for a couple games. Let Giorme, I think Giorme's batting like 270, 280, somewhere around there. Let him play third. He plays third pretty well. And then, you know, for DH, I mean, I'm tired of seeing Dom Smith and J.D. Davis. But at this point, I want to see more of Dom Smith. Because I think it's more critical for Dom Smith to continue to get at bats. He can't do any more worse than J.D. Davis has. We've seen what J.D. Davis does consistently get in the, the, you know, the, the DH at bats. Let's try Dom Smith. For, you know, a series or two. I think it's more important for him to get into a groove than J.D. Davis. Uh, because I think Dom Smith, deep inside, wants to be part of this ball club. I think he he, he enjoys his team. Um, but, you know, at some point, him not getting playing time is going to... You know, he's, he's going to... Him and his agent are going to request, you know, the trade. Um, and we're not going to get much for him. We're not going to get much for J.D. Davis either. Maybe the Mets are just, you know, letting J.D. Davis uh, dig his own hole and, you know, eventually send him down or release him. Or I, I don't know what they I don't know what they plan on doing with with both of them, but they really got to figure that part out because it's it's just hurting. Even if they were batting 230, I would be happy with that. They're not even close to that. Dom is bad, or JD, one of them is bad in like 190, the other one 201. That's just not good enough. If we can get one of them to bat around 220, 230, man, we would be rocking and rolling. So I hope the Mets figure that part out because it's very important for this lineup and going forward. Um, you know, the, the pitching has really carried us i think up to this point our our rotation has been good our bullpen has been good of course you know there's been a few hiccups with the bullpen but you know it's 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 a like i said a million times it's a marathon it's a long season it's gonna happen um so now i think it's time for the for the offense to do some carrying what do you think because our next games are are going to be tough. They're going to be tough games. We got three in Colorado. We got followed by three in San Francisco. Then we come home to the Phillies and the Nationals. Uh, and then back on the road all the way to the West Coast. Again, four against the Dodgers, three against the Padres, three, three against the Angels. Then back home to the Brewers and the Marlins. That is not going to be easy. Um... You know, West Coast trips are never fun, especially for us fans that have to stay up and stay up late and go to work the next day. And we just, you know, for the most part, it feels like, you know, these West Coast games, they they we just don't do well. Um, but who's to say? I mean, the Dodgers just finished losing, what, three out of four to the Phillies in L.A.? Um, you know, I don't think the Dodgers are that great of a team. 
The Padres, they're not that great either, but you know, you just never know. This could be a stretch where it really defines our season because if we fucking spiral out of control without our three starters, um, then you know, then it's gonna get real tight. But if we can find a way to come out of these 20, 23 games with you know, I think it's like 23 games here that, that it's kind of a tough stretch. Um, if we can come out at 13 and 10, 14 and 9, man, I'll be, I'll be really happy with that. That'll be, that will really let us know, okay, this team is, is for real. And I, I think they are right now. I think they are. They've done, I think they've done, they've done enough. Like I said in my last episode, the record is not a fluke. It's not an accident. So they're playing good ball. They're, they're catching some breaks, which about time because, you know, if you've been a, a Mets fan for as long as I have, then you would know that Mets and catching breaks in the same sentence, it's hard to come by. So I'll take these lucky breaks or whatever people want to call them. I will take them any day, any day of the week. Because any other fan base were taken too. So a win is a win. I'm glad we beat the Cardinals. No bad blood here. The Mets did get hit a few times. Didn't like that. But uh, no no benches got cleared. And um, I think we were able to... We were able to keep it all business. And not personal with the Cardinals. And that's that's a mojo that I really like from, from this Mets team. Hopefully we can continue this little run going forward uh make sure to reach out on twitter at raw uncut sports good time to be a, a mets fan is the magic back in queens i think right now it's safe to say that it is you gotta believe let's go mets